Happy Sunday, everybody. Welcome to episode three, Sundays with C. It's wonderful to have you all back. Thank you so much for listening. And I actually want to start this episode by giving you all a a quick rundown of how the show is going to kind of move and flow. I've solidified a few segments that I'm really excited about, and I want to walk you through how the format of the show is going to be laid out from this point forward. We're always going to start with something that I'm going to call Tell Me Something Good. It's where I tell you what's happening in my life, what's new, what projects am I working on, what ideas are circulating around in my head, things that I'm working on that I want you to look out for. Maybe what last week looked like for me, maybe what I'm looking forward to this week, so that you have a peek into my life. Then I'm going to hit you with the word of the day. The word of the day is going to be whatever it is that we're focusing on. I'm going to define it, and we're going to talk about it. Then we'll move into a mantra for the week. I'm going to speak it out loud to you. I'm going to explain it in C's terms. And then I'm going to share how we're going to start our day with this mantra every day this week. This is going to come out of the word of the day and be inspired by whatever the word of the day is. Then, every once in a while, it'll be a a secret little piece of candy to look out for. There may or may not be an inserted segment called, Is This Real Life? Is This Real Life is going to be my little opportunity to give you a, a peek inside my brain again, but from the perspective of having just those random moments in life where you're looking around wondering if anybody else is seeing what's going on and you're saying to yourself, is this real life? This cannot be real life. But I feel like I have so many of those moments, and I want to share them with you when they come up, but I feel like they're worth your time. (laughs) Then we move into a segment called Ask for What You Need. And this is the segment where I'm going to address things that you're asking me to talk about, either because they're things that you're struggling with or things that you want to hear more about. Feel welcome to send any topics that you'd like to hear me talk about to fromthedeskofc at gmail.com. Fromthedeskofc at gmail.com. I'll be stringing our season together based off of um, things that you guys are sending in that you want to hear me talk about. And that segment every week will be called Ask for What You Need. The segment after Ask for What You Need is going to be called Yes, I'm Thinking Out Loud. And it's going to be my opportunity to imagine that I'm sitting down with you on a couch on Sunday and we both have a beverage in our hand and I'm talking to you about my take on what you've asked to hear more about today. Think of it as your personal consultation, if you will. Think of it as an opportunity to jot a few notes down, learn a little bit about the things that we're talking about in depth, and walk out into the world this week ready to put that forward. Each week, our show is going to close with a segment I'd like to call Seconds of Serenity. It's going to feel very much like a guided meditation. For those of you that have experienced guided meditations before, I hope this guided meditation becomes one that you'll welcome into your life on a weekly basis. For those of you that meditation will be new to, especially if it makes you nervous, I encourage you to sit with us, settle into silence at the end of the podcast, and just listen to the self-affirmations that I'm going to share with you. Seconds of Serenity is our opportunity to set an intention for the day based on the word of the day and our intention for the week based on our mantra for the week. And again, the word of the day and the mantra of the week will be shared at the beginning and at the end of the podcast each week. I will welcome those of you that are interested in staying for Seconds of Serenity to settle into silence. You'll hear a brief moment of silence on the podcast, and then there will be an indicating sound, not my voice, but a sound to let you know that Seconds of Serenity has started. When you hear those sounds. I welcome all of you to be in a place of stillness, 
literally and figuratively. And then we'll move through our self-affirmations for the week. I'm excited for our segments. I'm excited that I've been able to be in a place to kind of get them pinned down. We'll see how they work. We'll see how they feel. I am very open and feeling very flexible with the universe right now in terms of figuring out how to give you all what you need. We start episode three with Tell Me Something Good. So this past Friday, I turned 27 years old, and I was able to celebrate my birthday with the lovely company of my wonderful mother and my awesome boyfriend. We went out for dinner, we did a little shopping, and that has kind of been the tone for the entire weekend, which is awesome and much needed. Uh, Weekend time is so important. I think we all feel that way, and what we do with our weekend time, especially when it comes to work-life balance, really, really affects how we feel about beginning our week. So I certainly hope that spending time with me on your Sunday is helping that effort to really find yourself in a place of, okay, I am ready for another week back out in the world, right? Uh, What else is new and what's happening? I am in a little bit of a whirlwind right now, and I've got so many ideas of things that I want to do and projects that I want to start. And one of the projects that I think that I'm going to start working on very, very soon, so please stay tuned, is creating a podcast segment for some of our younger listeners. I specifically mean uh, those of you that have um, middle school students or uh, those of you that uh, know middle school students, whether that's your younger sibling or a cousin or a child or a friend, yeah? I think that there is a lot happening in the world of young people, and I think they deserve age-specific content. So if you are somebody who is interested in you know, pulling your younger child in the room with you to listen to this podcast, I love that. Please continue to invite them. I will continue to make my content age-appropriate, but also know that I'm really trying to find some age-specific content projects to wrap myself into and get another podcast rolling out for those young people. It's so, so important that they also have a place in space to hear information that is relevant and specific to them. Last week in episode two, the word of the day was self-reliance. And the mantra for the week was begin anywhere and you'll feel the possibilities everywhere. And that brings us to the next place in our season for this podcast Because when we start with ourselves and we're self-reliant and we're choosing to rely on ourselves and we're choosing to start over, beginning anywhere so that we can feel the possibilities, something that comes up is authenticity. Authenticity is the word of the day. And by authenticity, I mean being the most true parts of yourself, no matter where you are or who's around watching. The mantra of the week is be yourself because the universe actually needs you to. These things are related to self-reliance and and beginning anywhere in our lives because when we begin to work on the things that are important to us and start over in our lives and start new chapters and rely on ourselves, if we're not being who we truly are, we don't get the opportunities that are meant for us because we're pretending to be something that we're not. This week on Is This Real Life? I have to be completely honest and confess. I have stopped going to Zumba classes, something that I love 
Anybody who knows me knows that I spontaneously break out into dance, whether or not there's music playing, because that is my spirit. I've stopped going to Zumba class completely because I feel like from the moment that I walk in the door, people are staring at me for a host of reasons, none of which probably matter, (laughs) but in my head they do. And I feel like I'm always sized up by some woman in the front who just decides for the both of us that I have showed up to this class to take her Zumba crown. I don't know if it's because I'm young, fit, I'm a black woman, so they assume that I just kill at Zumba. Now, I mean, let's not get it twisted. I love Zumba. I kill at Zumba, but I do not go to Zumba to win awards or have dance competitions. I literally just go to Zumba to sweat. So shout out to the lady who keeps trying to dance battle me in Zumba class. You can have it, girl. You can have all of it. If Zumba is your bread and butter, do not let me stop you. I promise you, once every few weeks, if I go to a Zumba class, there will be a woman who finds an opportunity to turn her favorite Zumba song, into a chance to dance battle me. And I get nervous, and then I get anxiety, and then I don't even want to finish class. There is nothing more embarrassing in a Zumba class than a woman trying to have a face off with you as if we're doing this for money. Girl, I just came to wear my Lululemon and dance. That's all I want. That's all I want. Is this real life? Sundays with C is on YouTube. So if you want notifications every time there's a new upload to our youtube channel go ahead and log into youtube subscribe immediately and share it with someone else that you care about because isn't sharing sundays with c really caring about someone happy sunday asking for what you need in life is one of the hardest lessons i think that we have to learn as adults So it's great if we have the opportunity to learn as young people. So if you are younger than the age of 18 and you were listening to this podcast, first of all, thank you. Thank you so much for finding the importance in investing in yourself now. Second of all, learn this lesson that we're talking about now. Now, now, now. You'll be much better off for it. Asking for what you need. It's a whole segment on this podcast dedicated to people that are listening to this podcast writing me and telling me what they want to learn more about because it's something that they feel like they need to know more about. It's a simple act, but sometimes it takes a lot of courage. So thank you to those of you that have already written in. Again, if you are interested in writing on a topic that you'd like to hear more about, email me at fromthedeskofc, the letter C, at gmail.com. I'm happy to read as many emails as come in and really figure out how to craft a season that feels tailor-made to you and your soul. So this episode of Ask for What You Need is focused on this idea of being yourself, being your true self. And one of the things that we know to be hard about that is that there are traits that we see in others, and then there are the traits that we don't see. And you never know what the person next to you is working on or struggling with or maybe even hiding unless it's a trait, for example, that you actually can see in this person. One of the things that I'm 
challenging all of us to focus on when we think about how to be our true selves everywhere we go, even in the moments when it feels impossible, is revealing yourself in layers, in the places where you feel safe first. So all those places where you feel most safe, those are the places where I hope you feel your truest self or your most true self. This is where you practice, right? This is the beginning. Because if you can practice being the truest version of yourself in the places where you feel safe, then you can focus on how to aim to reveal those true parts of yourself in other spaces. Reveal yourself in a space where you feel unsure about sharing who you really are. That's the second step. Once you feel like you get enough practice revealing some of those layers in yourself in the places where you feel good, start to reveal some of those layers in the places where you feel unsure or even insecure. If that's something you're interested in doing, one of the quickest ways to get you feeling more comfortable in those tough scenarios is taking an ally with you. And I mean this in a relational sense, right? In the people sense. Take a friend. Take an ally. Invite them to a place or space where you struggle with being your true self. Have them by your side. Ask them for feedback for how you're doing in those moments, after the fact, of course. We all need someone in our corner who knows who we truly are and won't accept anything less. When you're uncomfortable, ask yourself the following questions. And I'm even going to wait a second so those of you that maybe want to jot some of these questions down, you have a moment to. When you're uncomfortable, ask yourself the following questions. Why do I feel this way? What specific emotions have come over me? Do you feel guilty in these moments? Fearful in these moments? Small? Artificial even? What is one of the factors that would change this particular scenario for you? In this scenario that you walk into where you feel insecure, not yourself, not true to yourself, not really being who you truly are, what is one factor that if it changed, this scenario would be different for you? Could it be showing up with a friend? Could it be talking more as opposed to staying silent? Maybe for you it's speaking less. Maybe if you did more information collecting or gathering before you walked into this scenario, that would change it for you. Maybe asking questions of the other people that are involved in this scenario dissolves some of those potential barriers. Jot some of those factors down that you think would change some of these scenarios. Because the truth is, is that we often find ourselves living within the t same contextual situations. And this is because we are creatures of habit, right? We work, we have home, these are our two major spheres in life. Or you go to school, you go home, these are our two major spheres in life. And then we have a social and personal life. So those are the three main contexts that people are operating in on a regular basis. Where are the places where you feel like I'm having trouble being who I am? I want you to think about why you feel that way when you're in that situation. Is it the people involved? Is it the place that's involved? 
What emotions are you feeling? Call them by name. Jot those emotions down. Is it guilt? Is it fear? Uh, Is it feeling artificial? And then what is that one factor that would change this particular scenario for the better? What can you do so that when you walk in that situation, you don't feel like you're hiding some of the best parts of yourself? Listen, here's the reality of the situation. All of us embellish, right? All of us walk into situations and do a little extra sometimes. Some of us walk into situations and do a little less sometimes. Because all of us just want to be seen as interesting, complete, successful, balanced, whole, normal. We all just want to be seen as normal. But if the spaces you operate in are asking you to feel like you're hiding in plain sight, you're at risk, my love. You're at risk of losing yourself. So this week, we wrap up Ask for What You Need with a challenge. I challenge you to do two things. First, I challenge you to remove yourself from one scenario where you find yourself faking it where you find yourself being not you and remove yourself from it. Now, this does not mean get up from dinner in a huff and make a scene, but maybe don't show up to that dinner at all. Maybe don't meet that person that makes you feel this way this week at all. You don't have to go for coffee every Tuesday of every week. Cancel one of those rendezvous. Reschedule one of those appointments. Remove yourself from one scenario where you find yourself faking it because it's not you. And see what that does for your soul. See if that hour back into your life doesn't make you feel better about yourself. Now, this doesn't mean that you get to hide from the world and not account for it. Please be sure that you're being proactive about communicating with others that you're interacting with that are expecting you to be at this place or show up at this place or show face at this event. And, you know, make sure that you own your lack of presence. But don't feel like you owe it to anyone to participate in things that don't feel true to who you are. The second thing I challenge you to do this week is add yourself to a scenario that you'd usually avoid because it would require you to be more truthful than maybe you are some other times. Add yourself to a scenario that you'd usually avoid because it would require you to be more truthful. I'm thinking out loud is my opportunity to get a little more personal and go a little deeper on some of the topics that our listeners are suggesting that they want to hear more about. This week's topic came from a young person that I know very well who I think is brilliant, and he contacted me asking me about this idea, you know, about being your true self, especially when it doesn't feel possible. And that's a big idea, and I just want to give him a shout out for asking for what he needs and picking a meaty topic. Thank you. 
So this idea of being your true self led me to, immediately led me to what our word of the day should be and our mantra of the week should be. Our word of the day is authenticity. I shared that at the beginning of the podcast. And by authenticity, we mean being the most true parts of yourself, no matter where you are or who is around. Easier said than done, I know, but we're working on it one day at a time, which leads us to the mantra of the week. And the mantra of the week is the thing that when you wake up every day this week, you're going to tell yourself this thing. You're going to look in the mirror and you're going to say this mantra in your head. And I don't know what your jam is. I don't know if you'd actually look at yourself and talk to yourself in the mirror. (laughs) I usually do after I put my eyebrows on for the day and I'm feeling fabulous. Maybe for you it's writing it on a post-it and uh, sticking it on your computer at work. I also do that. Maybe for you it's just uh, listening to the beginning of this podcast once a week to just get a recap on the word of the day and the mantra of the week. Whatever works for you is totally cool. But I really want you to hear that mantra this week, inspired by this idea of authenticity. This week, I will focus on being myself because the universe needs me to. Now, this is the part where I sit down on your couch, figuratively, and we're hanging out, and we both got a beverage. Life is good. It's Sunday. You know, we don't have responsibilities until tomorrow, so we're talking to each other. And it's the part where I look you in the eye, figuratively, (laughs) and I say everything I can to convince you that what I'm talking to you about is absolutely urgent, where I make my case, where I build my argument. And I'm going to do that for you each week. I'm going to hustle for you each each week because I don't want you to feel like I'm just grounding this entire podcast in theoretical knowledge and abstract ideas. I want to talk to you about what's real and what the real life examples of those things are, what the real consequences are, what the real implications of our decisions are. And I'm going to build a sound argument as best I can. And hopefully every week you walk away with a piece of new insight even if it's just a glimmer of light that you feel like it's being offered to you and that you take it and you run. So this week we begin with this idea of what it really means to be authentic and to be your true self. And the reason that this is important to me is because I hope that we all as humans get to discover a consistently authentic existence because we all deserve it. Because any of us that are working hard at this thing called life deserve to feel what it feels like to walk through life being 100% real. R-E-A-L, real. There's so much value to that, and it's understated. We all deserve this sort of peace within ourselves. All right? You're leaning in. I'm leaning in. Where do we begin, right? This sounds... Trivial, perhaps, silly, maybe, corny, probably, but it's true. We start with liking ourselves. Then it moves to loving yourself, which leads you to full acceptance of yourself. You have to learn the power of accepting yourself enough for everybody else around you. Because no matter where you go and no matter what you do, there are going to be people around you that live to disapprove of what you're doing or what you like or what you don't like. That's just how life works. And in terms of being better humans, we could all afford to give the person to our left and to our right a little bit more grace. 
So also make sure that you understand that we could be on either side of the situation and that we are not just expecting others to give, but we are also asking ourselves to give. So we start with liking ourselves, we move to loving ourselves, and then we accept. A person who truly loves himself isn't waiting for the acceptance of others. We'd spend a lifetime waiting for the acceptance of others. And which of us has the time to waste? I don't know about you, but I surely, surely don't. And because we have no time to waste on this, and because it's absolutely important that we find ourselves in a place and space where being in our own skin feels wonderful, I have an exercise that I want you to do with me today. I know that some of you might feel comfortable doing this in your head. For those of you that are visual, please get a pen, a piece of paper, post-its, index cards, whatever works for you. I've already done this exercise for myself today, and it brought me to some conclusions that I haven't really said out loud before that kind of scare me to say them out loud. But what scares us is good, right? We've talked about that in a previous podcast. Do one thing a week that scares you a little bit. And I guess my thing this week is going to be talking to you about some things that are a little more personal in my life. So step one, I want you to take this index card and this pen or pencil or whatever you've got to write with and list on one side of the piece of paper or index card a few of the places in your life where you feel the most true, where when you're there you feel the most comfortable, you feel the most you. Okay? Jot those down. If you need to pause the podcast as we go, you're more than welcome to. In the second column on the other side of your piece of paper, I want you to write down a few spaces where you feel less like yourself. Okay? Where are the places and spaces where when you're there interacting with others, you don't feel so much like yourself? So we've got these two contrasting ideas, right? On one side, you've got the places where you feel great and strong and true and clear-headed. And then you've got the places where you feel a little cloudy, a little uncertain, a little confused at times. They're at opposite ends of the spectrum, and they should be. So it also helps if you find yourself picking really specific places and spaces, uh, just to give you a, a clear visualization, if you will. So once you've got those two columns, I'm going to ask you to, under each of them, answer the following question. Who am I being when I'm in this environment? Okay? Who am I being when I'm in this environment? And you're going to do that for the left side and the right side. All right? I'm going to give an example right now for um, those of you that that might be helpful to. For me... Uh, One of the places and spaces where I feel the most true, as as I'm sure it's true for most of us, is when I'm with my family. Because when I'm with my family, I feel like I don't have to pretend to be anything that I'm not. And I think that's especially hard for me because I'm an introvert. I am an introvert with extroverted qualities. For those of you that maybe just heard me say that and (laughs) turned your head to the side because you don't think of me as an introvert at all. Um, but I am. I'm an extrovert in my work because I have to be and because I've learned how to be. But those people that know me best um, know that certain social environments and situations can instantly give me anxiety. 
because it absolutely surrounds my ability to plan and organize and schedule things. Um, and also just to prep my brain and my, and my body and my energy to embrace so many other people's energies at once. It can be overwhelming for me. Uh, my brain goes into hyperdrive when that happens. So being with my family is that place in space where I feel like, okay, I don't have to pretend to be anything. I don't have to try to be anything. I can just be silly today, or I can just be lazy today, or I can just be not happy today. Yeah, <laughs> that's important to have places and spaces where we feel like you can just be. So that's my example uh, on my left-hand side of where I feel comfortable and where I feel true. On the right-hand side, I did a little exploration this morning, and I was thinking about where are some of those places and spaces where I used to feel less like myself? I'm happy to report that there aren't many places and spaces where I feel really uncomfortable in life right now. That took a lot of work and a lot of hard lessons, a lot of tears, a lot of conflict um, within myself. But I'm grateful to say that I'm here and life is good. But a place that used to be uncomfortable for me when I was younger, so younger listeners, please listen in, uh, was with friends. And for me, as a black woman, uh, it was oftentimes with friends who didn't look so much like me. No matter how much I loved them, no matter how close we were, even if I considered them a best friend, some of the places that were really hard for me to be myself, my true self, was when I was with friends who didn't so much look like me. So that is like the step one of what we're listing, the step one and step two. Step three, I asked you to go back and say, you know, who am I when I'm in these environments? All right? So I made a little list underneath each of these contexts. So when I'm with my family, uh, who am I? I'm bold. I'm super opinionated. I'm from a West Indian family. And if there are any uh, West Indian people listening to this uh, podcast, you know very well that West Indian families, uh, you don't get by if you don't have an opinion. And if you do have an opinion, you have got to be brave enough to back it up with facts on facts on facts on facts. And that's just it. Some of you may come from families that are like that culturally. West Indian families certainly are. So with my family, I, um, I'm a bold personality. I have a lot of opinions. I am queen of building a sound argument uh, that is impossible to poke holes through, even if that's just in my head. And sometimes I am just unapologetically loud. I laugh really loud. I really laugh from my gut. Uh, it's not even cute sometimes, <laughs> but it's, it's who I am and it's what it is. And I'm unapologetically all of those things when I'm with my family. And I love that about myself. And when I was younger, it used to be hard for me to be those things. And this is where we talk about how being your true self sometimes is hard when some of the traits you're working with are traits that people can't see but especially when it's a trait that people can see. Because I felt like when I was around friends that didn't look like me, you know, I couldn't hide being black. I couldn't hide being a woman or a young woman at the time. And the combination of both of those things made me feel like when I was around people who didn't look like me, even if they were my friends, that I didn't want to be too bold and I didn't want to be too loud and I didn't want to share too many opinions I didn't want to build too many arguments, and I didn't want to be unapologetically anything. Because one of my biggest fears 
before and sometimes now is being seen as or was being seen as just an angry black woman. And that's a buzz phrase, yeah, that is supercharged for lots of people. And this is not about to break off into a rant, but a lot of us know this archetypal character of the angry black woman, and it's something that my grandmother was called, my mom has been called, and I am sure I have been called or thought of in this way. And it's something that has been really hard to break down for lots of reasons that have to do with um, news and media and um, art and the way that it reflects life and the way that life reflects art. But that's a different conversation. I was afraid of my friends just thinking of me as an angry black chick. Nothing about that excited me. In fact, it made me so nervous that who I was when I was in that environment, I was someone completely opposite of who I am. I hardly spoke. I didn't want to give my opinions because I didn't want anybody to assume that I was trying to be... um, aggressive or trying to cause a conflict, which often made me come off in scenarios, especially with new friends, as quiet or shy because I didn't want people to mistake me being bold and confident about what I thought as the kind of person who was going to negate or deflate the things that they thought. In instances where I'm with my family and I would often have my own opinions and want to share them independently of other people in the room, With friends, I often found myself just deferring. What do you want to do? What do you think? It's whatever you want. It's whatever you like. And before I knew it, I was one of the most people-pleasing 15-year-olds that I knew. And that's hard. It's hard to be that at 15, 25, 55, 47... It's hard when you feel like you have to do that for your friends or for anyone for that matter. And I had to come to grips with that and figure out why it was that I wanted so much to just fit in. Even though that some of the things that I was worried about not being so prominent about myself were things that were never going to change. So that brings me to part four of this exercise, right? We've listed the places where you feel the most true. We've listed the places where you feel a little less true, a little less like yourself. And then under each, we answer that question of who am I being when I'm in these different environments? I'm going to ask you to look at those lists and eliminate the things that you have no business pretending to be because it's impossible. It's not reality. Just go ahead and cross them out, right? So I'm not shy. I'm going to cross that out. I'm not quiet. I'm going to cross that out. I am not somebody who wants to start conflict or tries to start conflict, so I'm crossing that off the list too. Literally, the the words and phrases that you've written under who am I being when I'm in this environment, if something is just not true and not a reflection of who you are, go ahead and just write a line through them. And I want you to circle the items that you can address, especially if they correspond conversely with something on the other side of the list. Go ahead and draw a line between them, right? So for me, one of the things that I would draw a line across um, connecting two points would be that with my family, I'm bold and I share my opinions. But in these friend groups where I feel a little less confident, I defer to people even when I have an opinion, even if I know better, even maybe if there's a question on the table and I know what's right. 
pretending that I don't know so that I don't rock the boat or draw attention to myself. Those are two um, inversely related ideas. So I'm drawing a line, connecting them together, and I'm going to circle them. From here, uh, I want to ask you this question of, you know, why do we find ourselves behaving this way? Look at one of those examples where you were able to connect the dots and kind of look at, so why is that? Why, why with my family am I bold? Why when I'm with my family am I okay to share those opinions? Versus when I'm with my friends, I defer to them and, and act like I don't have an opinion at all or act like I don't know what I like at all. And I've, I've hit this on the head for you in my example already, but I'm asking you to figure out what it is for you. For me, it was this fear of being seen as angry and intolerant. When I'm not angry and I'm not intolerant, I'm full of life and wonder. The reason that we find that we're behaving this way or untrue to ourselves in these situations, nine times out of ten, it's because of acceptance. We all just want to know we're enough. We all just want to know that we're perfect just as we are. And when we fear we won't be accepted just as we are, that's when we pretend, right? So what does that mean? What does that mean, see? Well, it means that this starts with you. You waking up every day and choosing to be the real you. Because the truest you is spectacular. And you actually have to believe that. And this isn't about faking it till you make it. This is about you Spending time being reflective in your free time and thinking about the things that you really love about yourself. Because if you can just stack those ships up high and you can really think about the reasons that you love yourself on a regular basis, you don't walk around with your head tilted toward the ground. You walk around with your head tilted up toward the sky. And that's the difference. Which is why I think as, as an adult... When I see younger people that have confidence, before I want to call them cocky, I want to shake their hand. Because you know what? Some place in that young person's life, someone is reflecting back to them that they're great, that they're brilliant, that they're intelligent. I am happy to teach humility. But what we all know from our experience growing into our adulthood or from our children, or our friends, or our family members, is that it can be harder to pull fire out of a human spirit than it can be to teach humility. Because to light a fire under someone really means that they've got to want to be on fire. Teaching humility, if you're willing to lean into that young person's energy and give them some serious feedback, a lot of times you find people are really aggressive about being happy to learn it because they also want to be accepted. You're spectacular. That's my point. And you need to feel it. You need to breathe it. You need to know it. And you need to think about what you and your spectacular self can conquer in your life this week and every week after it. There's a place in your life when when you're there, you always feel on top. Think about where you are when you feel that way. What are the associated feelings you have about yourself when you're acting in this space? What are your most prominent traits when you are acting in this space? Absorb those feelings, extract those traits, and infuse them into your life this week 
with purpose and an intention. This means do it and look for a specific outcome. Note the results and act again and again. Be relentless on this journey to show others who you really are because you don't want to lose yourself. Finding yourself could take so much longer. So I'm asking you to do it. Absorb those feelings, extract those traits, and infuse them into your life this week with purpose and intention. I also want to note that you may start to see things change around you as a result of you doing this in your life. People may stop showing up for you. Places may stop feeling good to you. And to that I say, continue on. On our journey to authenticity, many settle for what they can manage because they can't handle their own truth. They can't handle their own greatness. Push onward, love yourself, and keep rising. Be yourself because the universe needs you to. We're talking about authenticity. Being who we truly are. And so, you are on a mission to be yourself because the universe needs you to. Religion and faith aside, you were created not of your own accord. We all were, right? The universe put you here and decided what you'd be. We didn't so much get a say in that. But if we all walked around pretending to be things that we weren't ever supposed to be, that might become the saddest part of our existence as a human race. The lion does not desire to be a fish, and the bird does not pretend to be a snake. The dog does not envy the cat. A river does not behave as a pond. A mountain doesn't pretend to be a hill. A valley does not believe it's just a hole. Take a cue from the world around us. Let's be who we're meant to be for the universe's sake. What world would we be in if people denied themselves? Because in each of us lies infinite purpose and unimaginable talents. And that's where we pick up next week. Thank you for joining me today, and I look forward to you joining me next week. Want more C? Visit my personal lifestyle blog, http colon forward slash forward slash finding the space between dot blogspot dot com. Thank you to those of you that have been writing in, sending in ideas that you have for the section called Ask for What You Need. I want to hear from more of the listeners. If you're interested in hearing more about a topic, if you're interested in hearing my perspective on something that you've been working on in your personal life, hey, this is your opportunity to treat me as your personal life consultant. Email me, from the desk of C at gmail.com. Again, that's from the desk of C at gmail.com. And if you are joining me for Seconds of Serenity, please go ahead and settle into silence. If you're not joining us today, thank you. It's been real. Catch you next week. Same time, same place, same sea. When I think about the word authenticity, I'll remember that it means being the truest version of myself.
when I think about being myself, I will remind myself of why it's important. Because the universe needs me to. Find yourself settling into silence. Find stillness. If you're not sitting, I welcome you to find a place and space where it feels comfortable to sit. As we go through this week's self-affirmations, focus on your breath. You want deep breaths in through the nose and out through the nose if you can. The universe made me just as I should be. The universe made me just as I should be. Not being myself helps no one in the long run. Not being myself helps no one in the long run. I am spectacular just as I am. I am spectacular just as I am. I am enough. I am enough. I am more than enough. I am more than enough. I can learn new things, things that will help me grow. I can learn new things, things that will help me grow. If I accept me in my entirety, others will do the same. If I accept me in my entirety, others will do the same. I deserve a life where I can live happily with my own self. I am who I am, not what I am. I am who I am, and that is my truth. I will accept all of me, even the parts that I haven't in the past. I will accept all of me, even the parts I haven't in the past. I will accept all of me, especially the parts I haven't in the past. I will accept all of me, especially the parts that I haven't in the past. And that's real. Namaste.